0: Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Going to look at the very first Dark Horse uh, publication. Actually, it might not be the first Dark Horse publication, but it's one of them, and it's Dark Horse Presents number 1. Uh, this is a second printing, but it has everything in it. So i um, kind of looking at a very important historical book in the sense that... The launch of Dark Horse, I associate with this book, and uh, still around today, one of the big indie companies of our lifetime.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, That is a question that I had while uh, while reading this, man. The chicken and the egg, like, like what comes first? You know, we're seeing Boris the Bear in ads and things like this. Like, what what is the first Dark Horse comic? I feel like that's that's something that we should know but it's not on the tip of my tongue.
0: Yeah, I'm not aware of it, and I, I did a little bit of research, and it didn't come up definitively for me, so I'm sure uh, we can get that filled out in the comments below. Or, Mike Richardson, come on Cartoonist Kayfabe and uh, tell us what the first publication was. Yeah, it's got goddamn right, man. But uh, this cover is Chris Warner. This was a book I picked up shortly after finding like a, a comic book shop, you know, like my first comic book shop, and I just love this cover. I was renting those R-rated, straight-to-video, you know, B-movie, Exploitation action movies, and this fit perfectly within like where I was
1: at as a uh, as a fan. Chekhov's barbed wire <laughs> labyrinth gimmicks, man. We'll, we'll see that pay off, and that's very phallic, right there. Got a little tip.
0: Absolutely, and of course Chris Warner, um, I had known from Predator. So it wasn't my first encounter with Chris Warner, but man, I was on board. I loved that predator mini series, and then when I found this, it was
1: like Chris Warner's awesome. I had old Chris Warner man like like Batman comics, you know, I've been grabbing com- buying comics since I was five years old, man and he he had a, a couple of um Batman fill-in issues whenever I was growing up, man. His art on this is is stunning it's it's so hard to to imagine him drawing this stuff at eleven by seventeen. Uh, with stuff like this and I don't know about you Jimmy but trying to draw characters at around this level and getting keeping their faces straight in terms of like this kind of style keeping all the proportionality where it should be to make it feel like an action hero kind of style it's very hard for me to do like I don't I don't know how you do it and and he does it every time with these like far off Shots, but he keeps all the proportion. It, 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 it's not Corbin where he, the heads are too big or or um, the facial features are too big
0: right. That's a nice page layout all around from your long shot to moving in just zooming in slowly getting closer and closer Even with your your character looking off in the distance looking <laughs> away uh, First time we, we, we start to zoom in on him
1: very cinematic also that looks like let me kill Meister And I do think that that must be an influence for, for that character it's too close. And this this is,
0: the movies I'm renting, this is what you get. Absolutely. Your team of, like, uh, paramilitary specialists, special forces. Got to have your one guy with the mohawk. Yeah, the little, uh, the Billy little Jack. Uh, accoutrement <laughs> to, to make them, give them their personality. It's G.I. Joe without the uh, T- G.I.
1: Joe. Totally. You got your leather daddy. <laughs> you got your Billy Jack.
0: The Vietnam vet, I feel like that, you know, that's the Vietnam vet with the bandana, the the, the war vest.
1: Yeah. And then yeah, your punk rock dude. And then and then your your Erzatz, every everyman like white dude, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Van Damme guy. And uh interesting the choker. Uh I feel like that hasn't hasn't aged that well. Yeah. But uh, that that's a time right
0: there. That's a time. <laughs> uh, yeah. And 1986, I uh, should say too, is the time. Little intro letter from Randy Stradley. Uh, Long time dark horse employee editor, you know, one of
1: the probably first couple of guys to uh, to join up with dark horse. So dark horse synonymous with Hollywood in a lot of ways with a lot of their shit and and This feels like a push To try to be in that direction because we're having these like cinematic like flashback sequences and it all works very filmically Uh, On on some of these pages makes a lot of sense when
0: you say that and then think of him doing terminator and predator comics Uh, You know like it's it's an easy transition if you're really steeped in that kind of like film Almost film look yeah to then adapt some of those properties and the cool stuff in this You know in black and white like this is me early discovery of black and white comics So like they're doing flashbacks with screen tone to indicate like this It's a flashback if you see that screen tone applied That's pretty good. You know, it's storytelling 101. It it differentiates the present from something else. Silent panels as well. And of course, this is a post-apocalyptic world, because why wouldn't it be? And we're seeing like some of his past and some of the horrendous uh, war atrocities that he was a part of and, and the barbed wire showing up Ed,
1: I'm just thinking about like when we were kids, like watching these movies, it was never more an attractive time to like, Grow up to become a merc.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. This is right out of like First Blood Part Two. Oh, totally. Different gun, maybe, but same kind of deal. Just unloading off screen in that side shot. More of the helicopter invasions. Uh, Again, Shades of Apocalypse. Now he can never see helicopter war helicopters without that. Yeah. Thanks, Francis. And what they're doing is going through this I think this is in the United States, but it's like a an area that's been infected with
1: Black Cross, they call it. it some kind of plague at the time. It's total dude, I mean they're up there in Portland. <laughs> that's like, you know, lumberjack territory, man. Like Chris Warner just went outside the crib and fucking drew his backyard right there. They, Mount Rainier right there.
0: They established this this whatever this black cross is, some kind of Something that shows up on a scanner, like a radioactive scanning device. So whenever they kill a guy, if they have it, you cut off the ear as uh, proof. You know, you're basically trying to clean out these these areas. And so that's what this team is doing. Uh, in as much as you need a plot here, this is right out of every one of those movies. You know, like, like noir, you know, instead of doing crime fiction, it sort of went into these like special forces and the, uh, the gray areas of war. And how better to represent it than your shadowy blinds? So they stumble upon this old man who's out in the middle of nowhere by himself there, and you know quickly surround and overtake him. And they're trying to figure out what to do with him. They test him for the Black Cross, and sure enough, he has it. And uh, our title character, Mr. Black Cross himself, he's not interested in killing this old man.
1: Yeah, there's there's uh. What happens to the dude?
0: Yeah, it's too much. He's he's seen too much killing.
1: And so his solution, kill all of his, uh, brothers in arm. Got to turn heel, got to kill Jesse Ventura, got to kill Apollo Creed. <laughs> yeah. Got to kill the big, uh, native American feller. And I, uh, you know, he's living now by his rules.
0: <laughs> this is so much like, this is, you know, 13, 14 year old me, like fantasy comics. I would I would recopy some of these panels. Um this was just right up my alley. There was a Black Cross special that came out cuz there's a couple other appearances of him afterwards and I was reading this after 1986. Yeah. So I would like track down all of those. It was like my sin city while I was uh you know before sin city was collected or whatever and I was just starting to move in this direction, but I really got into this one and uh was a fan for for quite a while and it's it's Wild to me to think of what Dark Horse is historically, and like this is your launch story, you know, this is their title book, and this is your lead off, lead off story,
1: yeah, for sure. It, it, but like, like it's a sign of the times and stuff that that would be the thing when you have, I guess, the first appearance of Concrete, which I which did get the back cover. Can you can you show the back cover? Is is it the same, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that is the back cover to the original issue one, which I do have. I like, I, I if I, I would have pulled it out, like if if I would have known, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's your back cover. So and of course, uh, concrete was kind of the big book
0: that I associated. That wasn't a licensed property with dark horse at yeah. this, around this time, whenever I come in, in the late eighties, early nineties, we interrupt this video to pay some bills at Piscor's red room. Do you like graphic violence, outlaw artwork? How do you feel about murder on the dark web for fun and profit? There are now several ways to pick up Ed Piscor's Red Room, starting with The Anti-Social Network, a graphic novel available wherever books are sold that collects the first four issues of Red Room in this handsome volume, along with some great back matter like a first draft uh, in drawing form, no less. Very awesome. Notes from the creator like a uh, director's commentary. There's also new monthly Red Room comics starting up coming March 9th. Trigger Warnings. The next series of Red Room comics, all self-contained by the way, so like series of short stories. Starting March 9th, this will be the cover to look for in your local comic shop. By the way, due to ransomware attacks on the distributor, this may be the lowest print run of any Red Room title. So pick this up as soon as you see it. These are the variants. Peach Momoko returns to do a Red Room variant for trigger warnings. This is my variant uh, based on the Robert Crumb Zap comics. And this is Ed's variant. More along the lines of a uh, traditional book cover design. Again, those will be in comic shops March 9th. Pick those up as soon as you see them. If you can't wait until March 9th, you can follow Red Room on Ed's Patreon and read them early as he's finishing them, Post new pages every Tuesday. And they are currently in the middle of trigger warnings on the Patreon, and that's patreon.com slash Piscor. Links that you can find below this video. Pick up Red Room anywhere you buy comics. The perfect gift for yourself or the horror fan in your life. My next project, Hulk Grand Design, will be hitting stores March 16th. This is a retelling, a definitive retelling of the Hulk's history, covering the first 40 years of Hulk comics. 10,000 pages roughly distilled into two oversized issues, and uh, just in time to celebrate the Hulk's 60th anniversary. This is the perfect book for anybody who's into comic art. The Hulk, longtime fans, first-time readers, this is the perfect place to uh, kind of renew your Hulk love if you've been a reader that's fallen off the wagon. And uh, I need your help with this. I'm asking everybody who's watching Kayfabe to tell their local comic shops to pre-order Hulk Grand Design Monster for March 16th. That's 316. It'll be in stores everywhere. But you need to order that now if you want your store to stock up on Hulk Grand Design.
1: You know what I was thinking, Jimmy? Uh, we've Kayfabe affected so much stuff out in the comic book universe. Let us kayfabe affect ourselves a little bit. 100% Ed, that's exactly what I'm calling on all the
0: kayfabers out there. And we've got some great variants for Hulk grand design monster. Peach Momoko, once again, like a friend of cartoonist kayfabe, apparently doing these variant covers. Marcos Martin doing a cool Hulk transformation, and of course cartoonist Kayfabe's own Ed Piscor paying homage to Todd McFarlane as well as Herb Trimpey's original Wolverine appearance with the Whiskers. Such a cool comic. Like I've said before, makes me a little bit jealous that you came up with this concept, Ed. I love it. And for everybody watching, these variant covers are not retailer incentives. If you see one of these covers and that's the one you want, all the more reason to pre-order. Tell your local comic shop you want the Ed Piscor variant, and uh, it'll be waiting on you March 16th. And now back to our
1: regular scheduled videos, uh, concrete was a really like celebrated book. Totally. They would do this stuff in these old comics were now, this is a very accomplished comic. Like Richardson is paying a couple of dollars. I have to assume to get this kind of work because, because this is not your average, Black and white boom, kind of comic. No, and it shows in the details. Bill Spicer lettering here, John Workman Workman, lettering a couple of the other stories. Like these
0: are uh, these are professionals.
1: Yes, and 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 that's that's a thing that like you can afford that. Like you can afford a good letterer on on your comics, and uh, they would do this stuff. Like uh, Todd Klein designed that original Eleven Rockets logo. Like this logo. Sticks with concrete forever, you know, it's like you create it one time and you use that shit forever If you, if you create a good one and I can't It doesn't communicate concrete in any real way, but but I uh, I can't think of concrete without that You know what it communicates
0: is almost like that new-agey element of concrete You know, it's not the concrete the figure so much as it is like the existential elements of concrete Which I think was part of its success, you know, it's it's a lot of these indie comics would be uh this is a superhero comic, right? It's just that they're kind of approaching it a little different. He's not fist fighting a supervillain; he's dealing with what do you do if you're a superhero in, in the regular world.
1: Yeah, and in this one, uh, he's he's uh, he's he's dealing with some, with some fan mail, and boy, it uh, times have not changed at all with anything, man. Like so, it's every version of the dms we get or like the emails or uh the tweets or something where you have you know some some homunculus schmuck writing in talking about how you need to use your platform for for this you know piece of ideology or to get this thing across they even use the phrase social justice yeah it's perfect it's totally perfect man it's so funny so you go from that this is what you need to do
0: make the world better to i'm so hot for you concrete To My husband, I'm a victim of domestic abuse. Um, It's just like, wow. But you know, I, again, like you don't see this in superhero comics. So if you're a superhero fan, you're, you understand superhero vernacular and look, 1986, that's what you're getting in a, an American comic shop with superheroes. This kind of makes sense. And then it's like a whole different writing than what you're going to find in your Marvel DC comics.
1: I love the back uh, matter of this, where where it gives a little. um, Hold on, real quick. Uh, Where it gives a little um, background of of each of the artists and creators and stuff, and it's like uh, Paul Chadwick, hot off his run on Dazzler, he's he's from he's from fandom and he worked on Appa 5 which is that Frank Miller appa. Oh wow didn't like, know that it's 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 one of the most important appas to ever exist. I think Michael T. Gilbert like a lot of people who I think Chris Warner was a part of that. Like like it might be a Portland thing. Like like it's one of the most important fanzines ever. So he comes from that space uh but he's still you know he's still new to the comic game. So it's like you get these weird tangents like like this thing, but this is my favorite one because it looks like <laughs> it looks like he's wearing that Bizarre Heroes Don Simpson yeah. <laughs> like hot hot dog vendor hat. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's
0: real funny. And this letter, and, you know, this is, again, like some of the stuff that you would enjoy is detail to, to panel layouts. Like that's a pretty interesting panel layout that you're not probably going to see in a Marvel DC. It works because you're the writer and you know you're going to put a block of text in there so you don't have to draw a caption box around. It's kind of elegant, but this is the letter that he responds to and it's to be part of a uh, birthday party. Money, you know? He's, yeah, he's, he 1500 he, bucks to come come to a birthday party. He's Par-
1: Paris Hilton, you know, come, come to our club, hang out for one night so that it attracts people to come in. But uh, this is that thing where, like, you know, like, such small real estate, the postage stamp size panels.
0: Yeah, really kind of interesting uh, sequences here. And we get a supporting character, which is well done. You know, when you're trying to create a series, like, it's important to try to figure out how to populate it with different characters and points of view so you can bounce things around. And this is his doctor who's studying him.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's the chair that he has to sit in. And I I don't know about you, man, but there are portly people in my in my fa- family, like not uh, nuclear family, but extended. And uh, they come over and visit, sit down on your furniture. Your furniture ain't the same afterward, <laughs> dude. Sometimes you even hear a snap. <laughs>
0: that's so true. You really
1: do, man. <laughs> We got some corn-fed people here, man, in P- in Pennsylvania. That's yeah, Permaney brother-fed people here, <laughs> in Pennsylvania.
0: Uh, so he rides around in the back of a truck. I like that. That's that's a pretty fun, considered detail. And again, like this is this is realism in 1980s superhero comics. That's that's realism. Oh, uh, just wait till we get to the next Paul Chadwick story. I have so much to say. And uh, it's a kid's party. All right, we're still on board. But the mother who brought him into the party reveals she has no money to pay him You ain't so, getting
1: no 1500 but
0: listen man he could just leave and break these kids heart or make the best of it and, and have some cake which I don't think he can actually eat but uh, he does stay and, and party with these kids and we're, we're still on board I feel like this is a good story so far Larry gets some of the, the cake and ice cream get a nice memory of the kids eighth birthday party and uh, off they go and and no hard
1: feelings right (laughs) (laughs) until you see the car up there on top of the garage man like concrete puts her whip up there this reminds me a lot of like steve rude art
0: from the time period and you know rude one of the greatest figure artists ever so i don't want to disparage anybody with any of these comparisons but i do think there was like a thirst for this kind of high level of illustration detail thoughtful stories um still kind of like superhero adjacent in terms of your genre and and the visuals
1: but that's a pretty elegant kind of bit of drawing there oh absolutely like like yeah the the whole bit like he like he's known for that man like uh very kind of well referenced figures and stuff you mentioned um chris warner's
0: story looking very cinematic chadwick has some history in hollywood you know doing storyboards and stuff so um you know, it's interesting, again, I'd like to talk to Richardson about some of this stuff, but it seems like that was a part of his vision for Dark Horse from the very beginning, having sort of this pipeline going both ways. And uh, clearly, you know, film and, and, and cinema being an influence, I think, on the direction Richardson puts together for Dark Horse.
1: Yeah, Dr. Giggles will show up uh, in the pages of Dark Horse Presents, The, Mac, the Mask. Mm-hmm. All right, walk. kind of a science fiction
0: story here. Randy Stradley, the uh, co-creator and writer. Randy Emberlin, the uh, co-creator and artist, Workman on Letters. And uh, both of those Randys, I feel like, hang out a lot in the credits of early Dark Horse comics. This, they're bringing in, again, superhero adjacent. They're bringing in a guy who has the ability to like enter somebody's mind, right? So maybe an X-Men outcast here shows up. Um, some organized criminals, one of them even has as if we don't have enough superhero elements, a metal claw for a hand, keeping this guy in in line. And they bring him to uh, basically try to get some information out of this old man who's dying, who they've been, I think, putting through the ringer for a while, trying to extract information from him. And uh, this is their latest plan, to put this guy, a young Charles Xavier, into this dude's head and bring us some answers. And kind of a fun visual of however you're going to represent that sort of moment.
1: Yeah, and this is where it creates the opportunity to pull out the duotone. Yeah, again, for those sequences. taking advantage of the
0: black and white. Like, how can you make a black and white book not feel lesser than? And uh, that's that's one of their answers. And some of the duotone that you don't always see. Yeah, that, the, ha- that, the Howard Chaikin duotone. That speckle kind with,
1: of with piece. With zips on top of it, which can be a very scary proposition, you could create those mores, and I do see a little bit in there, but it's not... It's not bad. Yeah, not too bad. And try to figure out your characters so that they're easily identifiable. About
0: the most opposite two character faces you could figure out, I right? Got them right. <laughs> One's hair's on top and one hair's on the chin. And this goes all the way back to uh, World War II and Nazi stuff, you know, Nazi science. We see his family killed, and basically he has whatever this information is, I don't know if it's about a virus or... Yeah, I guess so.
1: It's about Black Cross. Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> Tie it all
0: together. And uh, trying hard not to let this information out. And this guy who's supposed to free the information ends up helping him by solidifying the wall that he's constructed. And nobody's going to be able to get this information out of this guy's head. Kind of a fun eight-page science fiction story. For a short story, not bad. Like You, you, you lay out a lot of information and wrap it up in a satisfying way there. But... Not exactly stand out either, you know. It's it's mind mind walk or mind warp, whatever this is. You don't see that spun off into the movies or the the standalone series.
1: You know, like when you're in there with like concrete, which is a very striking image. Uh, it's 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 hard to stack up uh, to that, man.
0: So Paul Chadwick in for a double dip on this one, brighter, and uh, and
1: let's dive right in. First thing I noticed is the stark black and white. This is, uh, and this is an era of, um, you know, Jaime Hernandez exists in comics now. And this is like, you know, before that, like strangers in paradise guy, like this is, this is a kind of wannabe love and rockets story. Um, And, uh, also you, you nailed it
0: earlier. This is the guy who's f- hot off of a run on Dazzler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with this character who can create, like, light projections.
1: Right, yeah. But, like, uh, the, the spirit of this thing, with all of this, like, purple prose uh, narrative stuff, um, it really is, like, a less elegant... Uh, man, I'm, I'm forgetting what the um, Jaime character is from those early Arrows, man, with the, the girl that has the little... Robot that's like has a circle head with like a pill body. Oh, man. I'm not gonna pull that out. Yeah I forget I have man. old man brain <laughs> but uh, it's 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 in ersatz version of, of that kind of uh, whimsy
0: yeah, it makes so much sense too, and and even some of these visuals, like some of the patterns on her shirt really call to mind, like, of course, the Hernandez brothers, you yeah. know, being an influence if you're making black and white, uh, non Marvel DC style art and stories.
1: This is one of those things you always got to like watch out for, man, when you're butting two dark shadows yeah. up together with just like that, that gutter piece right there. But that just speaks to, you know, he's he's newish to comics, like he like he could draw like a motherfucker, man, but some of that panel to panel stuff. Yeah, and having that total freedom, like
0: you're going from, you know, his experience working, say, at Marvel, where you're doing penciling off of a script and have an editor there and an inker to pick up some stuff. Now you're kind of on your own winging it. It's your story and your breakdown and your script. So look at this for your iconography that you're pulling from and and putting into this uh, story.
1: Your eye goes right to uh, Sly Man talk about your First Blood part, too. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we don't even have to go to First Blood to see that reference. Probably intentional. Yeah, I think so. But still, uh, you know, skating that line of tangent, really, like like this is this is that thing that happens in art school when when you learn about directional devices, all the students will start doing this kind of thing, and it's like, yo, pump the brakes of touch, man. And you know what? A way to solve that, by the way, like if you go back real quick, man, like one way to to solve that kind of stuff is if there's just like some foreground element right here, like mm. like if it's just not so close like if you had some sort of foreground thing but then you still had this line that would still create those directional devices without it being so so on the money There's not a lot in this story. No, they fill in a couple extra pages. It's her it- like just
0: dreaming of what she's going to do with this power. It's uh, you know time to get started. So much to do. This could be the mantra of almost everybody I know in in, in uh, that I came up with. Yeah, sure. Uh, I do enjoy the lighting coming out of the windows around the house. A lot of good visuals, as you say, Ed, for sure. And um, I was wrong. It looks like Minewalk is going to come back for at least one more appearance in Dark Horse Presents and there's your biographies of these different creators. And these are updated. So if you have this, you know, this is a subsequent printing, I, I said a second printing, it says commemorative on the cover. So this was done a couple of years later. So uh, they do update all of these different people. And you know, with Chadwick, like, at some point we're gonna look at some of the concrete, you know, maybe concrete yeah. number one or, or one of the mini series or something, because it was in a lot of ways, like I compare it to Hellboy. I know it's a weird one, but I mean, like, this is what he put his career into. Yeah. It was an interesting character. It was a flexible character, and that he told a lot of different stories over 15 or 20 years with this character and got better and better as an artist. So, um, definitely somebody that, that I think is worth diving into more of his work and, and his title
1: character. I, I look forward to it because I, I don't know much. Like, whenever I started getting into comics, uh, direct market comics, um concrete was already up and running and the people who I associated with that comic the people who were reading that it was adults like at the stage I was at I really wasn't um looking for something like that man I was still on that Stephen Platt profit tip and shit like that man and then for whatever reason I just never went there you know it's like there's there's that that era of comics it's like I'm not it's a specific generation. The concrete reader is the person who wasn't able to read any more elementals or like mage Grendel or, um, you know, you could, you could point to a handful of things. It's really an interesting character in that, like what's laid out in here where you're seeing the fan mail
0: and stuff, Yeah, it's kind of a blueprint in that like, if your question is what would superheroes be like in the real world, concrete might be the best thing you could come across. Because I don't know if he throws a punch through any. If you ever see him throw a punch at anything, but there's all this different stuff of like, well, what do you do with this, you know? And there's a spectacle element. It's almost like evil can evil or something. And that well, he's a publicity machine. Do you know, climb Mount Everest? Um, and it's also he's he's a celebrity. So what happens when his friends are endangered or somebody really wants something from him? How do they how do they leverage that? Um so it's interesting stories you know it's almost that exercise you could imagine it being given to some young writer or something as an exercise of what do you do with this premise and Chadwick goes in some cool uh, directions and novel directions compared to what you were seeing in in uh, superhero comics
1: Yeah there's 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 a lot just even in that in that first story man where like He's talking about, yep, my my hands aren't aren't built to open envelopes. Yes, so exactly, he, he's also a heavy character. So you yes. have to you have to think those that stuff through, man. You think you think that uh, if you if your house ever had termites, uh, he would be able to stand on those floorboards. <laughs> that ain't happening.
0: Hey man, I'm not sure he could stand on just your standard floorboards. You know, a thousand pound rock creature runner. He might be more than a thousand pounds, but uh, nevertheless, there, there's Dark Horse Presents number one. Um, Again, interesting comic from comics history, you know, middle of the black and white explosion, and uh, one of the few guys that comes out of the black and white explosion, you know, Mike Richardson, publisher of Dark Horse,
1: who leverages that into, well, I I think a pretty lucrative career in comics. I know know you have some of those Dark Horse Presents that has the mask character, M-A-S-Q-U-E. We gotta check out some of those on a future episode, man. You good for now, though? Yes. Okay, favors. Like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand
0: Design Monster, out 316. But you need to order that thing now if you want to have a copy waiting for you at your local comic shop in March. And uh, I implore the kayfabers out there, man, I wanna apply the kayfabe effect to Hulk Grand Design Monster. I wanna show Marvel what we can do. I wanna show every publisher what we can do because maybe we have some big ideas. And uh, test number one is let's sell Hulk Grand Design Monster. So go to your local comic shop, pre-order that. Four variant covers that aren't retailer incentive, order all four of them but uh, a lot of great covers there to choose from so let your local comic shop know which one you want and that is Hulk grand design monster
1: red room comics in the wild murder on the dark web for fun and profit uh... you can get uh... red room the anti-social network trade paperback in stores today man go get those comics uh... every issue is completely self-contained so there are four different stories in that trade paperback they will prime the pump for red room trigger warnings which is coming out in march uh, March 9th to be specific and same deal every story will because cons- we will, will be self-contained uh, complete meaty episodes uh, every month for uh, the- For four months in a row be collected in uh, the trigger warnings trade at the end of uh, the year And you could read these comics ahead of time on my patreon patreon.com slash uh, three bucks for the archive there man well over 200 pages worth of comics at this point and you could read sugar warnings before it hits paper what else do we have subscribe to the cartoonist kayfabe
0: e-newsletter at the links below the video you can also find cartoonist kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below the video Jimmy give those marching orders we're gonna be on our way read more comics